And we are recording, recording in progress with Mr. Jeffrey Prather on Friday, April 14th, 2023 at 514 p.m. Eastern time. Guys, if you want to support the show, you're watching on Rumble, click that little red button. That's locals. Or you can go to the description, buy the merch. Those are all my own graphic design. Support the podcast in any way you can. Um, but today we're talking about your book, Chase. It's right over your shoulder and it will also be in the description about you tied just about everything together. You tied you, you tied my love of skyscrapers, the Burj Khalifa. <laughs> you tied together you tied together nuclear weapons. You tied together black ops. You tied together border patrol. You tied together and then Secret Service and the how did you describe it? The interlocking rings going into motion, and then the idea of concrete versus go out and be bombed in the open. And then there really was a a poetic you know now it's my turn and the bloody stumps and then finally ends you didn't really elaborate on it what i imagine seems to be some sort of initiation into a super soldier program but so i don't completely spoil it again the book is in the description guys i highly recommend it um mr prather could you maybe talk about it a little bit or at least what what drove you to write it uh well, it's kind of, you know, the, the main character is thinly veiled um, and it's a lot based on my experiences. Yeah. And with my books, I always uh, tell a story that's fun. But at the end of every chapter, I say, but here's how it could be real. That's why there's the news articles backing up everything uh, that the book's about. Um, originally, back when I was making movies um, and, you know, I've made movies with um, um, uh, Chris. Uh, uh, what's his name? The Ranger, uh, uh, Chris Christopherson. I've done fight scenes with him back in the day. He was an Army Ranger, in case you don't know, a helicopter pilot. Uh, great guy. Um, uh, and Wes Studi is the Vietnam veteran friend of mine that uh, is the first Native uh, Academy Award winner. And he's been in everything. Magua, he's fabulous. And originally, I wrote this in mind. I was going to have him play John Horse. And he knows Val Kilmer. So Val Kilmer called me up before Val got his throat and everything. And this was really a script back when I was still doing movies. It started to get going and then uh, fell apart. Uh, I wrote it for Arizona, but the film industry in Arizona is now dead. So it would have been in New Mexico. But it was also very patriotic. And it was about uh, the Muslim threat. The ending, of course, is, you know, uh, a very uh, 300 Thermopylae-like uh -huh. um, sacrifice there, you know, the analogy, uh, but it just never happened. So I turned it into uh, a book uh, and I think it, you know, reads well and flows well. And it's, there's a lot of, you know, really it's a lot of my life in there. The, the uh, it's not me having sex on the assistant United States attorney's <laughs> desk, by the way, it's a, it's a attorney I knew who told me that okay. I've worked with a lot of them uh, uh, on that, but uh the, the OPR guy is very much the guy who came after me uh, in DEA. That's right down to the way he dressed and everything. Um, so, uh, you know, it was a modern Western, uh, which would have been a great, you know, um, no country for old men meets die hard was mm -hmm. uh, the logline. But um, you can't make films like that uh, now that the industry has turned away. It's starting to change with, uh, you know, Chris Pines, uh, the contractor uh, about bio warfare with SF uh, scuba guy, very, you know, very realistic. Uh, and um, uh, and uh, of course, Yellowstone, which is a modern Western. Uh, it's starting to change. But at the time, it it uh, it wasn't allowed to to happen. Um, but a lot of that is really, you know, a thinly veiled uh, my story. I, but I was I was never in Delta. I'll say that right now. And I I never ran a team. Uh, I'm Q qualified, but I was a military branch guy. And that the year that that came out, uh, the MI branch wouldn't let me go because uh, that's hard to get TSs. Uh, I you know um, I went to you know schools like uh, SOT school and stuff like that. Um, and I commanded a PSYOP operational detachment, but I was never on an ODA. Always try and make that clear. Yeah. And then you to, you actually describe uh, the selection part the same way Dale does. And Dale went through it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Same thing. No, but really down to, I was listening to it and I was like, that's exactly, you never know when it, that's the whole thing is like, 
half of the head fuck is is you don't know where the finish line is. And it's just, can you yeah. keep going? You might have a week left. Well, you might have 30 seconds yeah. left. Yeah. No, that, well, and that's what we were talking about. You know, there's other units that I have been in, uh, and the selection process is even more um, unknown. In fact, <laughs> they'll, uh, they'll say you didn't make it, uh, and you leave, and then later on you are approached. And because they want to see how you walk, how away you too. react. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. hardcore. That's badass. Well, but it's really that's really part of the intelligence community because um, you know nobody who goes to CIA headquarters gets recruited as a knock because everybody's watching there. The real recruitments are in hotels and offsite. Um, you know, not uh, not an official cover. The official cover guys are the State Department. They have uh, the regular passports, and how you know is. Uh, that they are uh, foreign service specialists as opposed to foreign service officers because the foggy bottom guys want to guard their FSO stuff. And I know that because I was a DAO, a defense attache officer, just like we're seeing right now. Uh, it's just broke with this poor uh, E-1 yeah. uh, Air Force kid arrested at gunpoint by the absurdly armed FBI HRT who should be ashamed of yourselves. If For any of you 1811 HRT FBI guys, listening you should be ashamed of yourself and you should be turned into a whistleblower and stand up yeah they and be a real warrior they rolled in at mraps and helicopters that dude was sitting on his porch yeah i mean he's yeah yeah but there's more to that story but sure. but yeah um uh chase uh show right after uh soviet union fell um you know they were selling uh nuclear devices in mm -hmm. a satum uh Air Satum and that small atomic demolition munition. I knew SF guys. I'm pr you probably have interviewed the guys uh, in uh, East Germany who that kind of goes to the bridge of spies thing is they put on the backpack on the dip mission, the die in place mission uh, for the dam or whatever, because they're like, yeah, E&E &E, out of there, but you, you're not going to be able to get far enough away uh, uh, from that uh, to that for that to happen. But uh, yeah, we would like to have seen it been made. Been, been been a cool cool film, uh, Val in his day, uh, I like him and and Wes of course is a friend, um, would have been real impressive. I don't I don't think you should give up hope. I I I, I think our I think we're due for a a whiplash in the opposite direction. It just all of you, that's not even just like an opinion or a want. That just seems to be an objective observation of the last fifty to eighty years. Is just the cultural thing just swings just swings back and forth and right now we are in the whole chop your genitals off shave your head dye your whatever's left blue and say i'm a witch like that's only gonna last for so long it's gonna go back in the opposite direction and then that i think would be the fertile ground for your movie well not in hollywood but maybe um you know i um i tried out for um mel gibson's um we were soldiers once, which is a fabulous book. I'm sure you've read that one and seen that film. And actually, my friend Tim Abel. I don't know if you've interviewed him, no. but he, he's uh, he's uh, had the um, Veterans Hunter show forever. He he got the part. He's a he was Ranger and he was Old Guard uh, as well. Um, but I mean, that was a great representation uh, of a great book. But all all of my peerage now say that. Uh, they're not going to fight for the skills flag and their kids weren't fighting for the skills flag. And uh, I don't see that changing anytime soon. I don't expect there to be any fair elections. Um, there's no 2024 revenge tour. We've got to build the resistance, but we want to talk about chase. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, as we go down that rabbit hole. So about chase though. So obviously I, I do love skyscrapers, Birch Khalifa, but that entire idea of, of why haven't we seen something like that or has that happened and has the threat been negated in terms of getting a, a Saddam into the United States? Like you feel like that would be goal one is to, is to get something that tiny and just cause terror. Why haven't we seen that? Well, there, I believe there has been, um, from Rument, there has been, uh, Soviet-style Satan's uh, come back in. There's been all kinds of different earthquakes at, at different places at different times. 
you know, for example, um, uh, Sicario, I didn't really like the first Sicario, but the second Sicario, I lived a lot of that. Um, I did tunnels, tunnel operations, cross-border tunnel operations. Uh, I went south with the, uh, the Federales, the Feos, uh, and saw a lot of that. That, that the second Sicario, uh, Day of the Soldado, I think it was, mm-hmm. was very, very realistic. Um, and, uh, but again, and the, the CIA guys coming in and we're going to, uh, of course, that's what happened, uh, uh, with when I found out that, you know, there was a CIA agent there mm-hmm. when they were torturing Kiki. Uh, Kiki. Yeah. So that, that was another thing about Chase is trying to actually tell, uh, that kind of story. And the, the real moral there is it's not the organization that makes the difference. It's one real warrior who transcends him being in him being in a suit or you know wearing a green beret or anything it's that he's going to do what's right alongside a native warrior an apache warrior you know and that's the thing about my other book initiation is you know general crook of course i trained under you know i have some tribal heritage my mom's from comanche oklahoma i was adopted i ended up training under you know that's the story of initiation but um of all the native warriors um, the Apaches, everybody knew the Apache, everybody knows who Cochise is and Geronimo there. You know, I mean, Wes, Wes made a decade ago, was still making, you know, Geronimo films. This is the first non-Western generation to grow up and not really admire those they have, uh, vanquished, but, and general Crook called them the tigers of the Southwest. Hmm. Uh, and, um, but their, their most important ceremony was when a little girl has her first moon and becomes a woman and in Inde, in Apache, she becomes Islande Lehe, which is white painted lady. Uh, and they, they spend an inordinate amount of money uh, and time and effort to bless that time. And that's something that we're losing uh, now. And that's what I try to capture in Chase's, uh, Chase's relationship with his daughter, mm-hmm. which is kind of like my relationship with my first daughter who's happily married to an MMA guy who's a great guy and tatted up and, uh, you know, takes good care of her, but, you know, doesn't talk to me anymore. Uh, but, you know, the story, you know, the, the special agents, the SF guys, they're all divorced. Yeah. I say, you know, based on my uh, special operations and special agent intelligence career, I should be divorced twice, three three times by now and working on four or five. And I'm sure you guys know, I know a lot of guys like that. I've, but, you know, I've I'm interviewed a lot two. of them. <laughs> I've interviewed a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, that, so that was the other thing is when he, he's trying to relate with his daughter and then he relates uh, with the illegal um, as well. That's showing the importance of being a, a warrior protector uh, that sometimes you have to take life to, to save life. I think you also do a good job illuminating. It's not just Hollywood evil that there are evil people in the world. There are, there are religious fanatics who truly believe it is their destiny. It is their duty to vaporize the great Satan. Like this isn't some mercenary that just really wants the paycheck. They are the, like you said, you know, I started with puppies. I started with chickens. Like there are people whose whole life is put towards this. And that's, we refuse to believe that, generally not everyone because it doesn't fit our worldview it's xenophobic it, it's hateful no we we live in a yeah, when, when when you see yeah you're talking about the final scene where it goes hey i started with puppies yeah. killing puppies and you know i got no problem slitting kids yeah, yeah, and so for, for some of us who have seen that stuff and i we'd rather unsee it and don't want to see any more of it but we know it and almost no film, there are very few films dragged across concrete with Mel Gibson and Vince Vaughn, besides being hilarious, if you want to see real violence, and uh, Vaughn and uh, we're all in Cell Block 44. That, there's some real violence, you know, in there. Uh, but normally, they don't, nobody shows real violence. It's funny to this generation wants to pretend to be tough and scary uh, with their little movies because they don't know real violence and they like real, they think it you know the Blantifa they, oh, violence is fun violence is fun so far for you because you've only been on the given end but real violence um, is 
terrifying to experience. And that's something you got to work through too, uh, to get past. Uh, and that was part of the big final fight was not just, you know, the helicopter, but it was also the psyop ahead of the fight because there's always the psyop, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, that, and that's another aspect that I really wanted to, to show in there. Uh, because I'm always, <laughs> my wife had a real hard time understanding this because I'm always like ready to go. I'm like, let's go. Because after conflict comes resolution. Yeah. But most people never want resolution. That's what we were kind of talking about before the show. But before you can get to resolution, yeah. you've got to have come. I think, you know, Fury, I have some tanker friends and they, they say Fury was real good. Uh, and there's a great thing in there where Brad Pitt says, you know, before this is killing, over, a lot Nazis, of people have to die. Yeah, I start killing Nazis in Africa. Now I'm killing Nazis in, in Germany. This will end. But first, I got to kill some more yeah. Nazis. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes and that's biblical, too. And sometimes that's the way it's got to go. Before there is resolution, there's got to be conflict and you've got to welcome that conflict. And the guys that you hang out with um, in interview are the guys that, you know, you know, welcome that conflict. But yeah. right now, the conflict is is PSYOP. You know, the terrorists never succeeded uh, the whole 9-11 thing. This was kind of a play on that. And that it didn't, it did not. And the, this is another point about that is, the you know, of course, we, we've seen now the CIA and the Mossad behind 9-11. You know, I still believe planes flew into buildings, but I know... I have peerage that have told me about the Israeli art students and the Mossad connections, serious guys yeah. that I worked with that yeah. are not, you know, not kooks. Uh, and I, yeah. And I didn't know about that, but I do now. And of course, building seven, everything, but that became an inflection point. And the point with um, the Satan that they were bringing in was that it wasn't much of an inflection point. And that's, what's going on now is uh, this, the war is going on. You know, uh, the killings, the kinetic war is is raging around us, but they're not in uniform and it's not being read as warfare. But, you know, our people are dying and dying horrib horribly, just like the 20,000 uh, cows just roasted alive. Um, because pretty soon it's going to be, you know, 20,000 folks roasted alive. It'll be like that mm -hmm. and they'll sell it like something else. And so that was kind of the build that I was also trying to get across and chase the psyop part and then yeah the conflict with conflict brings resolution and uh, obviously i never served but so my layman version is it's like when you really gotta throw up and you just keep ignoring it and ignoring it and you're laying on the couch going oh, i don't want to throw up anyone that's had that anyone that's been hung over before knows dude just get up and go throw up like it's not going away. You can stay here for hours feeling clammy and oh, no, dude, just go yak. It's gonna be like thirty seconds of hell, and then what's that feeling after you throw up? Oh, and you just oh, you now you feel like shit. And you're kind of gross, and you need to like clean the toilet and maybe take a shower. But like through that conflict does come peaceful resolution, and sometimes it's not that simple. Sometimes it takes a, a lot, a much longer time, you know ending a relationship or or getting off drugs or losing weight there's conflict but through that comes resolution and the more you go through that the more confident you are going into conflict because you know it's come i i've been to the gym i don't know how many thousands of times I've, I've gone to the gym but i go in without even thinking because i know i'm gonna feel better after it today was no different i've been going to the gym since 2002 Walked into the gym today, tired, groggy, but I go right through it and I push hard because the harder I push, I know in 20 minutes, I'm going to feel so good. And to people that have never done that, it can be terrifying. Now, granted, again, I've never served. I don't know violence. I don't know real violence, but I think that's why individuals like you or the Delta Force guys or the SF guys, you talk to them and they're, you know, they've, they've all moved out of cities. They're all out in the mountains. They're all collecting, you know, grain and firewood and, and ammo. And, but you look at them and they're calm as cucumbers and they'll, they tell you, they go, we're going to win. It's just going to be really bad for a while. But they go, we're going to, like, we're not going to lose. They go, it's just going to be bad. 
and then you have people like me who I'm like, I've, I've never seen any of this. And it's, it's slow motion watching a Marxist takeover of the country. You're like, this is horrible. And it's, you know, how are we going to resist this? And how are, and you're right. There's not going to be an election that gets you out of it. That, that, that ship sailed. But the people who have seen this before know it's coming. They're not thrilled about it either. But they're also confident in their ability to work through conflict and get to that point of resolution where you wipe your mouth and you go, I'm not nauseous anymore. I feel so much better. They know that. You know that. I know it in theory. And I think that's kind of what we're getting at is there's no avoiding it. And it may, I don't know, maybe I, without even knowing it, maybe I'm becoming an accelerationist, but it's like, let's just get it done. I don't know. I don't really know if there's a question in there, but, but back to you, Mr. Prather. Well, what I say is we're in the build the resistance phase uh, and the tyranny running our government is in the round up the resistance phase. Yeah. But the resistance will build regardless. So the young uh, Massachusetts uh, E1 National Guard guy, uh, he's kind of like Kyle Rittenhouse, Elijah Dickens, Nick Sandman. And there's going to be more of those. Mm -hmm. coming. And the young FBI guy who I forget his name, who didn't want to arrest people with long gun at gunpoint like this isn't the way we're, we're doing this and then the other guys are jabbed they're treating their forces nicely for us um uh, along the way and all the sf guys and some of the marsoc guys because uh the marsoc stuff is very similar uh, to sf stuff uh of uw stuff or fit stuff kind of we're kind of in a fitness so for internal development unconventional warfare uh marine corps special operations raiders whatever they're calling themselves this week um, but the resistance is building across um, uh, the whole base of the country. And that's what I'm always saying. Team America at JeffreyPray.com is uh, resistance, not militia. It's just like the French resistance everywhere. And eventually uh, they're going to make Geronimo. So Geronimo was not born, kind of going to my other book now, Initiation, but um, you know, his, his, his original Indian name was Goklia or Goyathle, which means yawner, which means the kid who can't stay awake, you know, he's yawning, not listening to his elders at the fire. He wasn't, he wasn't a firebrand or anything, but for, but the Mexicans first killed his first wife and kids and the Americans killed his second wife and kids. And he's like, all right, I'm all in now. Uh, and, um, that hasn't happened yet in America. And that's kind of what happens in, um, in chase uh there uh you know he he just wants to you know bite out his government time and retire uh and he's not allowed to do that and again it's not any of the feds that come to the rescue it's just like 9 11 there's no you know air marshal or anything uh it is proven uh warriors who are out in the country who are all of a sudden you know standing up and stepping in and got nothing else to lose uh, you know, that's the more sophisticated enemy understand this, the less sophisticated, like when you're going to run, so I've arrested, you know, my biggest, uh, cocaine haul was 2000 pounds of cocaine. Um, but when they're going to run cocaine, they say, okay, give me photos of your family. Give me your address. Mm -hmm. and, you know, that's, that's all the kidnap. That's why Phoenix is next to Mexico city, the kidnapping capital of the world, because it's all going up, uh, through Mexico. But they haven't really thought this through because they're not really dealing with those kind of people most of the time. Um, uh, so Geronimo was a fabulous hunter. He was the best hunter in his band, uh, the Bedonkohe Inde. Uh, he he got a deer. He got two deer with one arrow. There were there were guys. If you know tribal history like I do, there were guys who dropped two buffalo with one arrow. That's it's not a competition. It's hey, look how efficiently I can feed my family yeah. and the tribe. But that that um, that skill set, then if you got no family left to feed, that skill set turns in. OK, now I got nothing left to lose. Uh. Uh, and that is a, that becomes a very dangerous person yeah. if they are skilled. Yeah. It almost seems like the there's nothing new under the sun. We're just replaying these old ancient cycles of archetypes and dramas and 
you know, Joseph Campbell hero's journey, and it will play out in different ways, either chariots and pharaohs or F-22 raptors and sadoms and whatever's after this and AI and generation ships and nanobots. And it seems to be the same the same cycles and the same stories just playing out in different ways. And if viewed from that angle, there's an awareness that there is no, there is no winning in a final sense. You win for now, but it will arise again. And if it's not your kids, it'll be your kids, kids. And if it's not them, it'll be their kids that this never really goes away. You know, you don't, you don't go to the gym the final time and then go, I did it. I'm fine. I got the, the biceps. No, you understand that it's a, this is just what you do now. You do this till you die. Do you find any of that to be true, either in Chase or in your own belief system, that it's just what you do and that there is a higher order to this? This is a test by God over the millennia. There will always be evil. We're never just going to stomp out evil and say, we did it, guys. Like it's it just it won't work that way. There will always be bad. There will always be betrayal. There will always be traitors. There will always be unpredicted heroes. You know the guys in Flight ninety three. Let's roll. The guys that just you know do the right thing regardless. The feds are never going to come save you. The power will always become too consolidated, and then it start attacking its own people. It's it's it just rhymes for all of eternity, and I don't think that that's a negative way to look at it. A negative way would say this is a form of reincarnation in which we are eternally stuck in hell. I don't think that's it. I think it's that the lessons will unfold until the wisdom is acquired. You know, the, the beatings will continue until morale improves. Is there is there any accuracy into that, do you think? <laughs> well, I would look at it a bit differently okay. than that. All right. So, first of all, you know... Uh, we're created by the creator. So human nature hasn't changed since the beginning. Nothing has changed. They're trying to say it changed. And they're also now trying to change it with the genetic modifications. Mm -hmm. And that's where the antichrist, the adversary comes into it. If you, so again, I am uh, a Christian chaplain. I founded Christ Connection Chaplaincy. I follow uh, biblical history. If you really want to understand history and human nature, read scripture and read history, but you got to read between the lines. And you also got to read because like the garden, let's talk about the garden. Sure. You know, the conventional Christians say it's Eve's fault. She, she uh, eats from the apple. You know, uh, my thing is it's the Nahash, which is the sizzling one in energy current in the electronic branches tree, psyops Eve. And you have to read between the lines, but Where's Adam? Well, Adam is probably standing there doing nothing. Well, what do we say, see today, the generational curse we see among men? We, we see men very passive, not leading and protecting their families, their wives, and their children. Um, and so that's my take on that. Fast forward to uh, you know, New Testament uh, is um, we're heading into Revelation now because it couldn't happen until after World War II because if you study scripture, you know, as I do, one of the what everybody prophesizes uh, is the state of Israel must be created in a day. And boom, right after World War II, the state of Israel is created in a day. So now things start moving towards an end point. Um, yeah. Human nature hasn't changed. There's always going to be bad guys. Nothing. That's why good stories like Chase always have the same uh, plot. And all the stuff that they try and do fails mm -hmm. because it's not true. It's to our nature. They just try and modify it. But no, it's going. It's going to an end point, um, and uh, that's something that people need to be prepared for uh, because things are going to get uh, real bad. Uh, the, you know, Christians call it the tribulation. I just did a special called "Calculating the Coming Collapse" of how to prepare for that. And, you know, I was t and I was on a, a, a uh, private cast and I was taking a lot of questions and, you know, people were asking me, well, should I do this or should I do that? I'm like, you're asking the wrong questions. The, wrong, the right question is, how do I serve and share with everyone else around me? So to mm -hmm. put that in terms probably would make more sense to you is it's not about 
first blood, it's about Magnificent Seven or the Seven Samurai. And of course, the Seven Samurai, Shichino Samurai, uh, is the basis, Akira Kurosawa's classic film is the basis for the Magnificent Seven. That's really a Special Forces A team that goes into a Mexican Indian village uh, for almost nothing. Why? Because they have sinned their fallen folks like Chase, you know, and they say, hey, you know, this is everything we've got. It's a, you know, it's almost nothing. And the gunfighter goes, you know, I've been offered a lot for my work, but never everything. I'll take the job. And then later on, when one of the gunfighters dies, he goes, I'll be damned. And you've got to listen closely and watch it like 75 times like I have. But Yul Brynner goes, maybe not. Maybe you have redeemed yourself, you know, through this sacrifice. So as warriors, there's an old Special Forces poster. I think it's even in the book. Oh, no, that's the bumper sticker that uh, boycott change fund you know, American Trader Bush. No, it's the Special Forces goes in longer, stays yeah, in deeper and carries a bigger load. load. I'm talking about a rucksack. What are you thinking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but there's an old poster that says people join us not because we're special, but because they are. And that's really... Okay. If you look at all the selection processes, they, you cannot quantify that. You can't AI that. And that's what all the selection processes are for. And even then, it doesn't really work out until you are in uh, zero-sum confrontation crisis combat. And even then, some people rise to that occasion and find things that you know, no one expected uh, in them, mm. you know? And so that's very, very important to understand that uh, and plug that, plug that in. But if you, to get take it away from scripture, if you look at, um, I can't think of the British author right now, but he goes, the fate of empires, and he lists all these empires, and empires last about 250 to 275 years. Uh, and he goes, and then they start to fall apart from within, and we're, we are right at that right point. on time. And I think you can make an, a lot of analogies to the Romans, the Roman Republic, the fallen Roman Republic, what I call the fallen American Republic. Roman soldiers were fabulous engineers, you know, and soldiers and fighters, uh, just like our military has been, is not now, unfortunately. Uh, but I think you can make a, a real strong analogy. So there's my there's my analysis of study scripture and history, and you can really see, you know, where we're heading. As an intelligence officer, the first thing I would do when I was the S2 for 2nd Battalion, 7th Special Forces Group, we were going to go to a country. The first thing I pulled out was a, the uh, CIA country study and read about the history of the country. Hmm. Uh, you can see that in uh, uh, 12 Strong and Horse Soldiers, where the um, Mark Nooch gets up there, you know, he's played by Thor or whatever, but the real guy, they know the history of what's going on. So they know that they couldn't stay, you know, in there. They knew they, they couldn't win, you know, and I think I showed you my, my cool, my cool bourbon by yeah. Sergeant Major Vince McKelly, who was on ID, ODA 595, horse soldier uh, bourbon. Um, and you haven't interviewed him yet. Put me, you? No, he he won't. He, I've I've you you've put me in contact with him before. I don't. My charm's not he working. On, my charm's not. My charm works on most people. I don't think he's interested. <laughs> I I gotta be honest. I just I don't think he's interested. You know. <laughs> so everybody, well, those in the profession and a lot of people know that story. But one of the things, you know, when he came on and sat down and he he sat down with Dahlstrom, he was right there with Dahlstrom at the beginning with uh, Mark Noosh, the captain. Uh, and uh, he said, one of the first things Dahlstrom said to me, said to us was, I'm so sorry our country was used for 9-11. Okay. And this is a, this is a badass. This guy has been fighting forever. You know, he has killed guys. And the sincerity and authenticity that Vince um, displayed in describing that meeting uh, between warriors was right there. The whole interview was worth it for me mm. to, to see that empathy and that rapport build and like, yeah, and now we're going to win this. And, yeah. and they did win it. What he says is there were two wars and the green berets won the first war in weeks. And then big army and big DOD came in and uh, the military industrial complex goes in and, not that anybody's service wasn't noble and honor, sure. honorable, just like Vietnam, uh, but 
you know, the focus is gone. The, the mission creep is gone. It's the mom and pop. It's the mom and pop, uh, you know, badass burger joint. And it's great. And the, you can tell the love is in the every burger. And then someone comes in and they buy it out for $50 million and put a, put a, you know, put a franchise in every city. And it's, I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean it's evil, but it's inherently, you know, empty. And, you, you know, you talk about that even in the book is, um, yeah, right. The first, the, the first guys in the special activities division with, with duffel bags of cash. And then you bring in the special operators and a couple hundred guys bring down the country. And then comes in, yeah, then comes in the military industrial. We're going to need 40,000 MRAPs and wherever we need air conditioners. And, that, and then comes in the money-making operation. That doesn't take away, like, friends of mine, you know, uh, Don, Don Workman, who's an artillery guy. That doesn't take away from their service. But like you said, it's the mission creep. It's the industrial complex. It is, it's the corporate money grab part. And that's, that's harder to that's harder to get behind. Yeah. And that, and, and the, the, you know, the way chase unfolds with gold and actually gold is my horse. Gold. I have gold <laughs> and my daughter rides him now. He's just that great of a horse. There's kind of a David and Goliath thing where Goliath is a giant there, you know, and there's all kinds of armor uh, and people don't get this because uh, they don't really, again, they don't delve deep enough. Um, but people think that uh, David the young shepherd boy drops Goliath with a hand sling. It's, it's a shepherd sling. It's a staff with a sling on the end of it for long distances. Uh, it's like a trebuchet, mm. uh, a portable trebuchet to get the distance. And that's scripturally correct too. Cause you can see Goliath say, why are you approaching me with your staff in your hand? And David says, you know, Hey, I've taken uh, bears and, and uh, lions. So I can take you too. Yeah. Um, and low, low tech from a distance. And that is an important part of this um, to show the low tech uh, in chase defeats, you know, all the money, all the stuff coming out of the Burj. Uh, uh, and it isn't, you, again, the organization, it, it's the, the warrior. And again, there is a little team there. There's, there's John Horse, uh, there's the illegal girl. Um, uh, and, that, and, that, and I tell that in a, in a way of action that's cool uh, but you know, there's a lot more to that as always. Well, and even on that tech side, right. You know, it's, it's a, it's a fight in the stands. It's not the F 22 screeching in overhead, right. Very symbolic as I think we saw with the F 22 shooting down a spy balloon. Like that's, it's very much so. Impotent. And they missed and they missed the first time. <laughs> Case in point though. Right. Case in point, it's a guy yeah, who yeah. was it was a guy yeah. who was told to give in his his badge and gun, and you end up taking him down through just sheer will, adrenaline. And there's also, I want to I want to touch on this theme before I forget it. And it's the it's the border patrol agent disappears and the operator comes back. There's this sort of yeah. casting off, casting off the facade of I'm playing this part and you're playing that part. And it's back to the raw. It's back to truth. It's we're not. I'm not chasing you on a highway, and I'm an agent, and I have rules of engagement. It ter- comes back to just killer. It comes back to killer, and one of us is not going home. And when you forget the whole, you know, I'm a soldier and I'm doing this, and it's now you're driving a Humvee, shooting at, it, like screaming, like you drop the entire facade of civility. And the the warrior comes out again. Yeah, the um, the blood sacrifices of Muslim and Christian mixed together by an artificial wind in modern in a modern coliseum. Yes, um, uh, spurts from a headless corpse. Yeah, I li- I, yeah, I, I like. That. Oh, it's symbolic. Uh, oh, it's poetic. No, everything about it's everything about it's wonderful. It it is. Yeah, that's such a great line. Yeah. And then, yeah, the president being hauled off and the, yeah, no, it is, it is, it is poetic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would love to see it made, but I, you know, I have not, I'm, I gave up on that effort a long time ago. I don't do, you know, any movies or Hollywood anymore. 
I mean, the last one I did was with Wes and Dave Carradine, um, you know, with a, a nice little Western. But hopefully that stuff will uh, come back. Uh, but, you know, the, de the devolvement there, now we are way even past there because it's not really Muslim terrorists. Actually, we're going to get some allies like in Michigan who, are, who don't want um, trannies. They're okay with pedophilia, but not trannies. And that's something of an ally. I don't know if you've ever talked to some of the uh, SF guys who saw pedophilia over there oh, yeah. and, and stopped because, um, you know, that's, that's a story you don't hear on the mainstream news, but, you know, but it, but it happened. Um, but the devolvement, uh, all eventually it always goes back to hand to hand combat. Yeah. You know, my, I, my combative DVD sold in Army Air Force Exchange stores for years uh, because it all eventually, no matter what the weaponry is, it breaks, it runs out. Uh, and as as society collapses and, and breaks down, you know, it's going to be more and more of that. And it will it will get, you know, medieval. And so it'll be back to uh, guys uh, that can function in a med medieval environment. Hmm. Yeah, I know the entire thing is poetic of the the casting aside of formality, of language, of laws, of clothes. It does come down to just my appendages versus yours. And one of us, we it's two brains operating two meat sheathed skeletons, and one of us is physically going to survive, even if it just means for a minute longer than the other. It, you know, you see that in the movies, but that actually happened to me when the DEA went after me as the firearm. I was the only firearms instructor in Tucson, Yuma, Sierra Vista, uh, and Mazatlan. So I, I was the firearms guy for a couple of hundred agents and probably a thousand task force officers. Um, and they said, you know, uh, hey, we want your badge and gun. Um, you know, that was, that actually happened. And that was, you know, having had a badge and gun um, uh, for 19 years, that was difficult to let go of. But once sure. I let go of that, that was also really good too, because it didn't change me as a warrior. A warrior is not a blue suit. A warrior is not a green beret. Uh, a warrior is a warrior. Uh, and you've got to define yourself as a protector of the innocence of children and, and women. And, and if you can get paid for it, great. Yeah. You know, but if you can't, you still got to do it. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, that's the chase story, which is, you know, my thinly veiled story. Yeah. You know, and when the, infra when the infrastructure collapses and the grid goes down, I imagine I will band on to guys like you or Dale and you guys will welcome me into your warrior group and I'll just be, I'll, I'll be the entertainer. I won't have a microphone. I won't have studio lights, but we'll light a fire and you guys will say, Tommy, tell us a tale and I'll fucking sit up there and just, I'll interview y'all about your days and make you laugh. And it'll just, that's the, that's the court jester role. I am. And I take it. I understand what I mean. I, I have, I have no, I have no illusions about what I am. I, am, I, I got the gift of gab. I'm Irish, and I don't shut up, and I'm curious. Yeah, we'll be sitting on you know the the heap of a skyscraper and an overturned tractor trailer, and you guys will all be exhausted from I don't know killing like roaming mobs of tranny Marxists all day, and you'll be like, there'll be no TV, but you'll just turn on you'll turn on the you'll flip you'll light a fire, and I'll I'll make a little megaphone out of a magazine. You guys will be like, Tommy, tell us a story, and I'll be like, all right, and I'll just I know what I am. I've got, you know, and I've got value in that. And I think I've, I've made enough of these for enough of friends and special forces that they'll maybe come exfil me. Um, or I won't, or, or I'll just be eaten alive by a bunch of trannies. I don't know. You know, it's one or the other, but uh, you know, I, I, I accept, I accept my, I accept my path. God's put me here for whatever reason. I haven't figured it out, but enough of me talking about cannibalistic trannies. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to keep a straight face. Is, is there there is that thing though, and I and I want to maybe mention that is right in the final moments of the fight. And you describe adrenaline dump very well. Not to, not that I've ever have had one, but in the way the other guys I've interviewed have talked about adrenaline dumping and right the last glucose, the last lactic acid to the point where the very blood is coming out. There is a physical point, right? We are ultimately machines. There is a point where it doesn't matter how much farther your mind goes. Your mind can go over the matter. 
if you're out of glucose and you're out of the H2O and you're out of the, you know, out of the salts, your body is going to break down. It doesn't matter how strong your mind is after all the adrenaline dumps and all the fighting, the machine will break. Uh, You can have all the grit in the world. If the car goes out of gas, it's just, it's just out. And it's, you recede into the mind and it's the, like the bruises who did this to you. And it's like, no, this is cheerleading. It was my turn. And you talk about that and it's less of an adrenaline dump and more of a, a surrender to what you are here for, what your entire existence has led up to this point, is it's my turn. Could you maybe touch on that and how that plays into where we are now? You know, it, it's, it's yeah, that's our a, turn. That's a great, that's a great um, rap. Um, so, of course, you, you know all about that. <clears throat> you know, I, I know um, Colonel Grossman, I've been to his things as a uh, law enforcement and as military. And I've actually done stuff with him. I've interviewed him. He, he lays all that really out real well. You know, I always say when I'm training, you don't have to go fast, go slow because the synaptic starter response will make you fast. The adrenaline dump will make you strong. So train slowly and carefully. Um, and all that happens, but I would disagree that we are just machines. We are more okay. than that. We have the spark of God, the soul of, a, of God in us. Uh, uh, and we can go beyond. And so when you get into the the tier one guys that you interview all the time, they are taken beyond that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you can access that, and there's a guy who wrote a book called Becoming uh, Supernatural uh, that talks about extreme athletes that go beyond uh, those points uh, and something happens and there's a they hear the voice. So mm-hmm. I've heard the voice. Uh, scripture talks about the voice. Uh, and so you can still complete what you got to do uh, beyond the time where you could do it. Okay. Um, that is the difference. Yeah, you're going to be done after that. Yeah. But you can be you can do more than you think you had to do. Uh, I'm trying to think of uh, the widow of one of uh, it was either Shugart or Gordon's widow from Gothic Serpent mm-hmm. uh, came up to. Um, uh, the TF-160 guy. Mike Durant. That they rescued. Durant, yeah. And at some event, and she so goes, I'm th- glad that you lived because my husband made, completed his mission. Well, that, and then well, she, how, you know, how do you answer Well, and, and, and like she that? said, And she said, because of you, I know what happened. I have closure. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you are the witness there for that. So, uh, it, so you can go beyond, and I think, the best illustration of that may be the best illustration of ever everything I'm talking about may be Desmond Doss, hmm. uh, who Yeshua was not nonviolent. He was crucified for political speech and violence with a weapon. Um, but the fight was not physical, but he decided to act like an early Christian who were all nonviolent and go into uh, violence uh, and say, I'm going to win this anyway. Uh, and did, but by surrendering, by becoming, I mean, I don't know, I know I couldn't, and I doubt if you know any of the guys you've interviewed that could do what he did. Uh, you know, so uh, he puts the, num- the, I think the citation is at 75. He said 50, his commander said 100. He doesn't know how many guys he dragged after <laughs> fighting a full battle, out of, you know, but I don't know any guys that could do that. Um, but because that was uh, because he was beyond himself, and that's where it's again, it's not uh, you know lone survivor, it's not first blood, it's magnificent seven, but it's even hooking in even even onto a bigger level mm. into a bigger uh, group uh, and into you know real power, which it, you know power comes uh, from God, uh, and that goes back to where. You know, Yeshua's walking along and the centurion says, hey, will you heal my servant? He goes, yeah, I'll come to your house. He goes, no, no, I'm a man of authority. When I say to a soldier, do something, it is done. I don't have to go see. It is done. If you say it is done, it is done. It will be done. And Yeshua goes, wow, I've never seen. When I give veteran speeches, I like to say, hey, look, we are known for our faith, even though he was the enemy. Mm. Um, But that that requires to go even further than. Um, failure, which are typical, a lot of drills will take you to failure. 
you know, uh, I remember them running me into failure at Benning, you know, uh, just to do it, just to see if you'll go to failure. Just to break and, you. And then, yeah. Well, it's not a, it's not, it's, it's just, not, no, it's just to know, see it. It's, will you go? Then they put you in the poncho and then they're carrying you, yeah. you know, and, and they're, and they're failing. And then, but, but there's a, but that, that the, so something I say all the time on my podcast is um, elite soldiering is mind over matter. And I think I've heard Dale say that too. I don't really follow his stuff, but I think I've heard him talk about the guy who broke his two, both yeah. legs at the, at selection. Uh, selection. But real warriorship is all heart. Uh, that is, it goes beyond anything that is even mind. Uh, and that okay. it is, you know, be, becomes an instrument of God. Uh, and the Lord is a man of war. Uh, and <clears throat> that becomes a terrible um, and uh, beautiful thing. And that's, that's the real difference. And that's really why we will win. Uh, in the end is because uh, they will have made us unstoppable. Yeah. Well, they're, yeah, I wanted to maybe correct myself. I didn't mean to say about us being machines. I didn't mean that in the, uh, the, the commie atheist of we're nothing but chemicals and no, no, fuck that. No, no, we are, we are the perfect creation of God. I was looking at it from a biology major and I was just thinking like, yeah, at a certain point the glucose runs out and the blood runs out. But no, I mean, Dale does say that about he's like you you can be the toughest guy in the world and he's like if your mind if you haven't found a place in your mind that is beyond this creation you won't succeed and that's what they're looking for is they're finding for that person they're finding that person who they won't they won't fail because it is truly it is not even in the field of potentiality for them it's not that it's, it's not some cheesy right, yeah. yeah that's that you know that's a real good point so when i'm teaching advanced shooting courses uh, and hostage rescue, there's a phenomenon that happened. I don't know if any of your, your guys have talked about this, but there's a phenomenon when you're taking a hostage rescue shot, you know, and I went to the schools where we sat in the room and the targets are behind us is you don't see the hostage anymore because in, in marksmanship, it goes threat, front sight, rear sight, front sight, uh, everything peripheral blur, trigger press. And so if you aren't focused, then you could hit the hostage. But if you talk, I don't know if you've uh, talked to any of your guys that you interviewed, Dale or anybody, but at advanced levels, the, you, the hostage is not visible anymore. So mm. you can't hit them because um, you are so focused uh, uh, on that. That's a phenomena that I've seen in a lot of my students, uh, my advanced students. And I've sat in the rooms for them, um, you know, when they've reached a, a certain level of, of shooting. It's a pretty high level of shooting skill to be, to be that confident. You know, but you know that I'm sure you know about kill houses and shoot houses. They, that's that's what really separates an HRT from uh, a SWAT team. Yeah, is they'll run those kind of drills regularly, and then the Spetsnaz guys actually get shot in their plates, and uh, you know, take take it even further. But that's a real important point there, I think, uh, you, to mention. Dale talks about it in a form. It's it's almost like a it's almost like a Jedi type and Dale would never say that because Dale would be disgusted to, to quote modern like culture, like Marvel star Wars shit. But like, it is almost, it's not that I can't fail and I'll, I won't let myself fail and failure is not an option. No, that, that word isn't there. There simply is the thing that is happening and nothing more. You know, when I let go of this water bottle, no part of me is like, it's probably going to fall. You know, you know, floating is not an option. No, you just look at it and you, you don't you don't even think it's going to fall. You just know that's what things do. That's what gravity is. There is no opinion. There's no political take on it. It's that's just what it is. And they do talk about that. That crystallization of it's not that I won't fail. It's simply that this is what's happening. It's predetermined. It's already done. We're just watching it play out. And you can't crack that mind because there is no other, there is no off ramp. There's no percentage of failure. It simply is this will be. And it's non negotiable. Yeah, that's, that, that's what the native hunters, when they would, you know, if you go in a gift shop, you'll see the deer or the buffalo with the arrow head uh, going to the heart or with the arrow tied to it. And what that was was they were. They were making that as they were thinking about the hunt uh, and they always went out hungry 
uh, and then the game was called to them. Um, uh, it's a whole different way of approaching things. Mm. And now that's called visualization and everything, but really it's the same. Nothing's really changed. Uh, you know, in elite warriorship, nothing has changed. Really it's the, the tools, uh, the accoutrements have changed, sure. but elite warriorship has not changed. Um, you know, it begins, um, in judges with Samuel, you know, of bringing the water up to the mouth as opposed to lowering and you got too many guys, uh, I want to cut your guys, uh, down again, you know, that's, again, that's, it's, it's scriptural. And if you read those lessons and figure that stuff out, you know, then you, then you crack the code. The trick is of course, then, you know, living it and doing it. And I think, and maybe we'll, we'll wrap up with this is when Chase realizes it's his turn, there's also another moment of not only is there no failure, but like, I'm probably not going to survive this. And that also is not a problem. It's just, I have reached my point. This is my purpose. Like if a bomb was conscious, if a JDAM was conscious, you know, and it's coming in on its targets. Oh, here I go. Here I go. No, it is laser focused. And it's not worried that it's about to be obliterated because it's not obliterating. It is fulfilling its purpose. And I think that is an internal level of peace that you can only find through God. It is something far larger than you where it's just this is what is happening. This is this is what I am. This is what I was meant to be. And there's nothing wrong with that. And, and that's the interesting thing about the epilogue, too, is he's offered this yeah. um, cyber uh, and today, and so the question is: Today, would he take it or not take it? So that is a. That's what I was going to ask. Is you? This, where does that go? Or is it supposed <laughs> to be open ended? So now you, there, you got to look at Chase of today. If if he was in, you know, this book was written, you know, quite a while back. Uh, but would he want to work for the government um, and have part of him? Uh, injected at this point today uh, or not? I don't know. You, you asked you ask Dale right now. I think Dale would tell you no. And that's that's hardcore to hear that from Dale. But that is, I guess that's more of a philosophical question then. I hadn't thought about it that way. Like, are you willing to do this? And I think a lot of these guys would say no because this isn't what they thought it was or it's not what it used to be. No, that's very true. And so, you know, the tranny military likes to kill, but they're afraid to die. Mm. There's a big difference uh, between, you know, the old veterans uh, and what they're going to come against. So, I mean, if it, as this, um, as this continues to be crucibled, uh, we're going to see that uh, even more. And that's again, why we will win. We will win. It's just going to be very, it's going to be bad in the interim, but you know, from my own, you know, no, no combat, no service history, but rather my own, I guess, service in my podcast realm is I, I always know that eventually I will win, even if it's me versus Google, because fundamentally they cancel and I create, you can only cancel so much. You can get rid of everything I have. I'll create more there's there's a limited amount of things you can cancel before you're out of it they destroy i produce i will always win this what is cancer cancer is some cancer is infinite growth and a finite amount of resources which is why it kills the host that's what they are you can only cancel everything you can only kill people who aren't left enough until you're done with everyone it is a death cult it will cancel itself that's why I know I'm going to win. But um Mr. Prather, with that that was a great that was a great podcast. Thanks man. Guys, go grab the book. Go into the description. The link is in the description. The link to your show, website, all that good stuff is in the description. Uh you can check out episodes that we've done in the past. I know that your show is always doing well on Brighteon. Um anything I haven't plugged? Oh, and initiation. And we're going to we need to do an ep- episode on initiation. Yeah, I would love to. That's a really important book. That's a much more important book than, than Chase. Um, yeah, I'm on American Media Periscope, right on, and then Prather Point uh, as well. So thanks for having me. Prayers to your family, especially your mom.
Thank you so much, Mr. Prather, and thank you for our talk before the podcast. I genuinely appreciate that. From the bottom of my heart, I love you, Mr. Prather. Thank you so much. Guys, God bless America. God wins. We're going to win. Thank you so much, Jeff. Recording stopped. Until next time, peace.